0: The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.
1: Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects play throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches that there's a time to laugh. And the truth is that our sound effects, they they don't stress you out like most of the stuff in your life. Isn't that nice? That's a nice thing. Life lessons for our faith, by the way, that we could actually use if we decide not to sit on our blessed assurance. Uh, the review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus, is coming back sooner than you think. Here's all you got to remember about the news and the media and everything, right? Right? Lies, lies, and more lies. Okay, that's all I gotta remember. You remember the fortune? Why does this guy have a radio show? Cause I have a face for radio, that's why. Also Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, Wowzer, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. For the next uh, 5,400 seconds, I'm going to be your host. That is so much time out of your life. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We've already proven that in the first two minutes of the show. We have no idea what's going to happen. We've already proven that in the first two minutes of the show, and we don't care. Well, we prove that every day. But for the next few minutes, you know what? I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, that thingy. Like, why don't we just let go? You know, why don't you just go, (sighs) okay, Lord, you know what? You do it. I can't. I'm done. Here you go. I give it to you. I'm done. Take it. I quit. Here it is. Thank you. Why don't we do that? Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, that's an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. Maybe you've got a praise report, something going on in your life you want to share. Hey, this thing's been going on. It's been going great. I want to share. I want to tell the people of God about it because it's a blessing. Maybe you've got something that's really hard, and you're just like, I need people to pray for me in this. This is really tough for me. I don't know what else to do. Maybe any of those things are going on, or all of those things are going on, or maybe you just want a really good recipe for potato latkes. I don't know. Maybe. My mom had a really good one. I don't, but you know, you can always call and ask. Here's the bottom line. You can reach out to us by phone, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that incredibly exciting, life-altering call of 972-445-0770, you end up talking to Amazing Jen. Now, let me say two things. One, pretty soon you're going to be talking to Dynamic D, and we'll get into that as that moves along. D, on the board right now, you'll get a chance to meet Dynamic D. We'll get into all that later on, but that's right. We're bringing them in one at a time, and hopefully they survive. (laughs) we could say and then in regards to talking to amazing Jen, let let's just be honest when you talk to amazing Jen, it's it's so fantastic because it is similar to when the tire pressure indicator gauge on your dashboard finally goes off Whew. and then you will feel amazing there you go See, you're just right on target, man. You got exactly what you got to do. Here's the bottom line. You can reach out to us also by text 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. Oh, that was good. That was gold right there. Uh you can also uh, send us an email, David at he That's David at he must That's the email you can email us during the show. It comes to my dollar nineteen, dollar seven, sixty seven cent Chromebook as this uh, price of this Chromebook keeps going down and down. It's only twenty years old or when they first came out. So it only has the C on the Chromebook. <laughs> That's how old it is. Uh, And then in addition, I just want you to be aware you can reach out to us uh, through the website. If you go to the website, there's a couple things to remind you of. On the website is an opportunity for you to share praise reports and prayer requests because some people get uncomfortable doing that live on the air and they just have some questions or you just want to reach out to me with a comment. A great place to do that is on the website. Go there and fill out the form. I get those every day. Sometimes on my voicemail, it gets a little kind of goofier because I have a a pretty intense uh, blocker that uh, uh, reviews all calls because uh, I've done this for 10 years and I'm not, I'm not stupid. So, uh, bottom line to that is, go to the website, check that out. Plus, on the website, let me say this because somebody sent me a uh, email today. On the website, when you go to give, there's a red donate button. You click on there. So, PayPal coordinates that, but they don't. They're not the only way that you can give. You can give through a credit card using the same process. Right underneath the little PayPal button, PayPal processes for you a regular credit card. So, if you want to do that, you can do that. I would only encourage you to give if that's what the Lord puts on your heart. I just can't stand the manipulation part, you know, give and you will receive a billion dollars. If that was the case, then why aren't all the ministries giving? Anyway, so the bottom line to that is do what you can as the Lord puts it on your heart. Help us as much as you can. We greatly appreciate it. Check out
0: org. Prayer request?
2: HeMustIncrease.org
0: Praise report?
2: HeMustIncrease.org
0: Looking to
1: give to this ministry?
2: HeMustIncrease.org
1: Confused by what's happening right now?
2: HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think that's a firecracker going off. That's what I'm going to go with. Uh, you know, maybe not, but I kind of think it is. Uh, let me give you a quick update. I did go to the doctor today, and you're thinking, Dave, how did that appointment go? How was that appointment with that doctor? I know that was a really important appointment. It sure was a waste of $120. Uh, Here's uh, what happened. They, uh, they they told me basically what I they told me a week ago. <laughs> The good news is there's not an actual infection in my knee. That part is good, so they don't have to saw it off. Okay? That's good. There's no bacterial infection. Uh, There is some inflammation that they uh, just assume came from the driving and all the other stuff. But, uh, you know, you watched uh, The Odd Couple back in the 60s. You know what, uh, what it means when you assume... And so uh, bottom line to that process is I'm keeping an eye on the knee, I'm not allowed to work out for the next two weeks, and then I uh, have some anti-inflammatories, and we'll see if that does it. And if that doesn't do it, I told uh, Deb, who's one of our board members, I told Deb uh, pretty specifically, one, we're going to trust in the Lord, and two, we're also going to trust in a second opinion. So uh, that's also going on, so just so you can be aware, uh, but I could use prayer. It's feeling a lot better today, so the medicine they did give me has helped me, and I appreciate that, but I have to make make another drive probably this weekend so you guys need to be praying for me that the lord will help me and wrap me in bubble wrap or whatever the case may be in the meantime let's get into our text uh we will cover other things as we go about it but this text i've been uh it's one of those things you like to teach because hardly anybody seems to teach this part of it. Everybody, we know Psalm 23, such a great psalm, right? It's everybody loves it, and we're just so happy about it because it makes everybody feel good. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters, He restores my soul. He leads my path; leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will Fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. These in this next verse is the least preached verse. But what do you hear? What's in this verse five? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runneth over, or runs over. Now why I bring that up is I want you to know, you know, at the end, you know, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. We'll do that next week. But listen to this. Do you know what this means? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Do you know what that means? Okay, don't don't get offended. Here's what it means. Ready? This is towards the enemies uh, uh, that you have who are opposed to you because of God, because you love God, because you're trying to walk in the Lord, and these people are opposed to you because you're trying to be a Christian the best that you can be, and here's what the Lord is going to do in the presence of your enemy. Ready? In your face. That's, That's what it is. You're like, what? In your face. What what are you talking about, Dave? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. What does that mean? The imagery is that the psalmist is rejoicing in the Lord's provision. He's being comforted. David's being comforted even with his enemies looking on. And despite the impending danger, the Lord spreads out a table for him and God provides for him. So he's like going, (laughs) in your face. Now, he doesn't use that phrase, but we know that phrase and we understand what's going on. And by reading that, you begin to understand something you didn't understand. The Lord demonstrates his provision, his commitment, his love, his his compassion and his passion for you right in the presence of your enemies by taking care of you. That's what it means. And so when he says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, it's like God is still laying out a a feast right in front of us, even though the enemy's looking at it, and it's like, too bad. How sad. See you later, alligator. You think, that's very arrogant. Uh, Yeah, there's a part of it that might be there. But listen to what's being said. You up? Uh, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He's got impending danger. David's got he been in in the process of impending danger, impossible death, impossible this, impossible that. You know what he's like saying? Like, that's right, that's right. I'm getting served per se. Understand the imagery. I'm being taken care of. I'm being fed. I'm being provided for. I'm being cared for. Right in the presence of my enemies, right in their face. <laughs> it's like God's way of saying, nah, I'm with you. Don't don't worry about them. I got you. I got your back. Oh, that's so fun. All right, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
2: Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations— and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in Ministry and Leadership, as well as a master's degree in Theological Studies and a doctorate in Strategic Ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life? Culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out.
1: Job, I want to read Job 3.25. I don't want anybody... Look, I know that the teachings in the church and being a, 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 a Bapticoste, Somebody who's got a Baptist ordination, a Pentecost ordination. Somebody who's, who's who understands what Calminian means, understands what the manifold millennialist is. I, I get it. I really do. I, I've been around for a little while. I just. When you're hearing scripture, you don't have to put all the scriptures you hear in certain boxes so they fit your uh, motif of a theology. Sometimes you can just look at it and observe it and go right for it and review it. And Job chapter 3 verse 25, one of the things that Job said is, what I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. There's a whole teaching on it's because your confession wasn't good. I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think God was bragging about Job to Satan. Job didn't know that was going on. That's obvious. But there he is. God's bragging about him. And what Job is like going is like, this is the worst thing that I could think of. And that happens to people, believers, good believers, great believers, fantastic believers, lousy believers, believers, and everybody else. It's something that takes place. Sometimes bad things come about in the process. That doesn't mean that God hates you. That doesn't, first of all, the world has rebelled against God and lies in wickedness. So it's not God's fault that the world said, we'll run this planet without you. We'll let you know. I mean, that's not God's fault. He's not the one that did that, people did that. And so the idea to understand is that sometimes these tough things happen. The great thing to know is that God has not left and went to Pluto while you're going through these things. In this particular case, in Job, it was completely the opposite of what Job thought because God was bragging about him and Job thought he was in some kind of trouble or some kind of judgment. Hey, guess what? Job was wrong. Something else was going on altogether, which is often the case. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at K-A-A-M-770, the truth station here in Texas. That's kaam 770 the truth station here in Texas. Here's your first trivia question. In which book of the Bible do we find the mention of a synagogue of Satan? Here's your first hint. It's not Washington, although many of you think it is. (laughs) It's not. This is a book of the Bible. (laughs) People are like, Washington! No, no, no. Listen, listen. Which book of the Bible do we find mention of the synagogue of Satan? Your hint, of course, it's in the New Testament. So you guys should be aware of that, and then I'll give you another hit. if nobody feels like they can get uh, close enough to it. Uh, I will say that Joanne and Cordelia, pow, pow, are first. Uh, 972-445-0770. That is the number to call. 214-210-8483. That is the number to text. And then David at he org. That would be the email. In which book of the Bible do we find the mention of the synagogue of Satan, which is specifically mentioned? In the Scriptures. I'm going to do our DNA, but I do want to mention this thing that I taught just a couple seconds ago about uh, understanding that you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It's really important for you guys to understand that that's a big part of Psalm 23, and it's not taught a lot. It's important to understand that God, even while you're going through it, still is taking care of you. Wait till you see this next part of the same verse. It's really, really something else. But in the meantime... We're going to do our DNA, and our DNA has to do with kind of what we're built on. In other words, the idea of how this all came about, and then there are many churches and ministries with, like, DNA stuff, and we support all that. We think it's great. What's wrong with that? Ours came about because my brother and I were talking on the phone as I was driving uh, down uh, the freeway going home from a show, and he said, you know, you got all this news going on, and he said, and you have all these different things and you have different things being told. He goes, how do you, what's the best way to approach this on a regular, like a, a regular basis? How do you approach it all? Like, how do you, how do you handle it all? is kind of the question he asked me. And this is how our DNA was birthed. And the first answer, the first part of the DNA is D, which stands for draw closer to the Lord.
0: Daily. Daily.
1: Who was that? That wasn't Jennifer. Anyway, the idea behind this is to understand no matter what happens in your Christian walk, no matter what you go through, period, spending time with God is the first and foremost key. Okay? There's nothing nothing weird about that. Just like, look, spend time with the Lord. You know the newspaper that's coming out four weeks from now? You don't? Funny. God does. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words, and that's an important part of it because as the intensity increases against Christian faith, they will try to mock and mock and mock and mock, and you know what, you're just going to have to stand firm and go, I mean, you just can't, you know, sometimes I was going to write you a letter, but I couldn't spell, I mean, that's just it that's how it goes and then a always be ready
2: to serve to
1: serve dynamic d serving it up today here's the bottom line the bottom line is we are very i love my family i love my kids i love my grandkids uh, i love my wife i love myself i mean i love our family right we are so selfish we are. I'm not saying that. Like, we're just self-oriented, self-centered. It's all about us. It's all about what we got going on. It's all about our lives. It's all about our stuff. Do you understand? That's the kind of stuff we got to break away from. Jesus came to serve others, not to be served. That's the attitude we need to have. Okay, that's our DNA. Good job, Dynamic D. Good job. Uh, Okay, so we got that going. Our trivia question, we'll throw it out there one more time. In which book of the Bible do we find the mention of the synagogue of Satan? Let me give a shout-out to everybody who did a a really good job in that. I'm not going to give the answer yet, but I will say to Aunt Deb, good guess. (laughs) And, of course, the answer is not, and don't say it. It's in Washington, Dave. It's in the government, Dave. Okay, it's in a book of the Bible. So that's what you're looking for, New Testament. Where do you think that might be? 972... 445 You know, also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three, As well, as send an email, David, at org. I will let you know, because I just want to keep you guys up to date, that I'm going to try and figure out so I could really use a lot of prayer, either Friday or Saturday, I think i might have to make this big drive back to taking the grandkids back. We've had the grandkids for uh, 10, uh, 10 days, and I want you to know how proud I am of Noel and I that we all still talk to our family. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good when your grandparents... You're supposed to take the kids over to the grandparents. They stay there for a couple hours, then you dump them back off. That was the whole point. That's not how that happened. Uh, anyway, so uh, be aware of that. So I need prayer in that and wisdom in that. And then the ministry needs direction in regards to expansion and or not expansion. And uh, I'll explain more of that maybe next week or the week after. Let's go back to the text because I don't want to miss this. And I want you to catch this one verse. And I want you to learn to love. I want to learn to love. And I want you to learn to love this verse 5 in Psalm 23. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. This is all part of the same thought. And anointing the head with oil in the in the banquets in the Old Testament, a generous host would treat the people in the banquet uh, to fine oils that would be used to anoint their heads, and this provided like a, a glistening or a sheen to their countenance, made them shine. And they also, it also added a fragrance into the room and into the person so things didn't smell bad. Hello, you're talking about uh, not having air filters the way we do, right? So it was a little, little, little more difficult, not a lot of arid extra dry going on down there. So the bottom line is they used smells. They used uh, different oils to cover smells and to uh, create new uh, aromas. So this is part of it. It's not only does the Lord in his graciousness prepare a table before for us in the presence of our enemies, right in front of them. But he anoints us with an oil that gives us a shine or a gleam, that gives us this, this uh, um, beauty. And in that oil of anointing, there's a fragrance that's deposited on us from God. And then David says, my cup runs over. The cup is, of course, of the Lord's banquet. I mean, that's what it's talking about. And the enemies are powerless to prevent the enjoyment. Listen to this. This might be the most important line. The enemies of God and the enemies of your faith are powerless to prevent the enjoyment of God's generous hospitality. See, I'm gonna repeat that line because that's one of those lines you gotta go, ooh, I gotta write that down somewhere. Ooh, I don't like writing in my Bible. Well, get a notebook, okay? Or if you if you don't care about writing your Bible, get a second Bible. Do what you gotta do to write stuff down that you can because sometimes when you write it down, you imprint it a little bit more on your mind. Listen to this line: The enemies of God and the enemies of your faith are powerless to prevent the enjoyment of God's generous hospitality. They can't stop you from enjoying God. Even though his enemies were seeking to destroy David, God was delivering him. And he was being gracious to him, and his cup runs over. Now, you know what that means. I mean, I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume you, you know what that means. Have you ever poured yourself a, a drink? Have you poured yourself something in, in a glass? Right? You ever pour it, it's like halfway full? Like, uh, that's not enough. Then you pour it up, I got to get there, a little more three quarters. And then most of us, let's uh, just be honest, pour you know, probably like a half inch away from the top. This is pouring out that goes over the top. It goes over the top. It's just, oh, there's so much of it. Like, right. That's how God blesses you. That's it. Yep. Well, there you go. Right? That's when you go ho oh, oh, ho oh, oh, ho that's enough i got enough i got enough right cuz it's spilling all over the place which is good too the idea behind this is for us to get what david is communicating in psalm 23 he's saying straightforward even the and it's not that they're you're sworn enemies like, you know, they've you know, they they live to destroy your life kinda mentality. There's just people there to oppose your faith, oppose your walk, oppose you as a person, whatever the case may be. And certainly those that oppose God, that would really be the the most honest or earnest definition he's like look you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies I enjoy your blessings right in front of them whether they like it or not so it's a little bit of in your face you anoint my head with oil I shine I look good so I'm feeling good I smell good things are looking good all right this is good it's like really good uh, cologne or, 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 or perfume or whatever and my cup runs over I got plenty that's what he's saying in that verse Now listen to that. ever Now you hear all that. You go, ooh, that's a little different. So when he goes, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You are with me. You are out in your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. I'm doing good. Right? Props to Eric for remembering the crystal light on the carpet. Thank you, Eric. All right, let's go back to the trivia question. What was the trivia question? Oh, yeah. In which book of the Bible do we find a mention of the synagogue of Satan? I already told you. I know you guys want to say it's Washington's, it's the government it says that. It's in the book of Revelation. It's in the book of Revelation where it mentions that. I think it's either 2 9 or 3 9. I can't remember right off the top of my head, but it's one of those two. It's in the book of Revelation. Hey, there's a the synagogue of Satan. And if you didn't know that, there's a Church of Satan that's been sanctioned by the IRS. So better get on it because it's right there in front of us. Uh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, of course it's not. All right, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the True Station here in Texas. It's your break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
0: Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford.
1: People, as they try to sort this out, they, they, they go through this uh, they, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate, well you know is this this and is this this? and and what you said right there is the key that the core of our strength, the core of our ability to to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos, both uh, socially, politically and, and in other realms, is the Lord. I mean the Lord gives us the I ability mean, until he blows that trumpet, we are not done.
0: Exactly, and that's where we come back to people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking, and my best theological, accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finished my answer then by saying, here's what I do I know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he... no, I don't know why that. Here's what I do know. God is still a loving God. He still is in charge. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. The David Spoon Experience.